What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. And Terrence. What's up? So, uh, nice light week this week, as Slate said, you guys got us for almost two and a half hours. So, the video game gods smiled upon us and gave us a relatively breezy docket to go through. Uh, we haven't even been playing anything new. That's how uh, that's how barren this past week has been for us so far. So uh, we'll talk about new releases because I'm because there's a couple of games that I know that you guys and and by you guys I mean our listeners are surely excited about that are coming out this week. Let's get the trash out of the way first. Uh, World War Z comes to PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, the Final Fantasy X 10-10-2 HD remaster comes to Switch and Xbox One. It's been on PS4 for a while. Uh, Cuphead. That also ran game uh, is coming to the Nintendo Switch, uh, probably the best platform that you could play it on, in all honesty. Uh, but the real the real reason you guys are here, I imagine the, the reason the majority of y'all are turning into the podcast this week, is because there's not one, but two snooker games coming out on consoles this week. That's right. Snooker 19 and Snooker Nation Championship are both releasing in the same week. I can't believe it, guys. Like I, I can't believe that we have not one but two snooker games to look forward to playing this week. I don't know which one to get. <laughs> Is this billiards? It's billiards with more balls, basically, Mike. I'm glad you asked. Uh, for those for those of you uncultured rubes who don't know what snooker is, uh, it's basically English pool, but there's yeah. more balls. There's 22 balls that you have to sink instead of 15. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 22. Yeah. On a pool. On a pool table. It's a bigger table. pool. It's, it's a bigger table though. It's a bigger table. So. But it's still uh, got six pockets. Yeah, it's a huge table. It's God huge. damn. Like like you thought tournament size pool tables were big. This is. A snooker table dwarfs that. Wow. Snooker. Two um, snooker games. Not one, yeah. but two. <laughs> two of them. Two. Snooker's, uh, I, I don't even have a bad joke for this. Like, I don't know. I, I, I imagine <laughs> Snooker 19 is going to be the better of the two because that's also getting a retail release this week as well. Uh, so I, I would imagine that's probably the best one. Uh, but I mean, still look at Snooker Nation Championship too. I mean, you can't you can't just ignore that. You got to at least check it out and see what that's all about. Where do you find these terrible, terrible games? This was on the official PlayStation list that they <laughs> that they published on their blog every single week. Wow! I, I did not have to go out of my way to find <laughs> Snooker Nineteen and Snooker Nation Championship for you guys. Goodness gracious! Microsoft doesn't even publish one anymore. Did they? Uh, yeah, that's well because they don't have games coming out. They, <laughs> they might not as well waste the digital link. So I understand <laughs> why why that's the case. But uh, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, so, so many fucking balls. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, why? you you snooker fans out there uh, can finally rest easy uh, as your game of the year releases this week. Wow. So, (laughs) into right into quick hit news. Uh, Of course, the big news uh, that shook the gaming world this past weekend during Star Wars weekend, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order uh, got its first trailer. This is, of course, the new Star Wars game coming from Respawn Entertainment and EA. Uh, Releases November the 15th. It is going to be a single-player only Star Wars game, and there will be 
no microtransactions. I don't believe you. <laughs> that's that's what they said. I don't believe I, you. I'm, I'm just I'm just quoting. So you know what's weird? I'm a little uh, a little let down by that news. To, I, I'm so broken. This, this this new age of modern games has broken me so that just hearing that the single player story driven game that's probably going to last between ten and fifteen hours, like has me thinking like <clears throat> that's it. Like I'm going to pay sixty dollars for that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I didn't bother to uh, watch the trailer because I heard there's nothing really to watch. No, it's so. it's just a, it's a CG trailer. People are losing their fucking minds over this trailer. It's uh, just a CG trailer. I have it on in the background now, and um, there's no gameplay, and there's not even like a, a hint of what the game could be about or what type of game it is, and it's just a cutscene. Yeah, and, um, I, I I think that that uh, Star Wars fans are are. Like hardcore Star Wars fans are some of the worst human beings in existence, but, <laughs> but um, they're so starved for something good, video game related, um, that like the fact that this trailer look hard, yo, is enough. And I, I don't know, man. I just can't. I I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more. I mean, look and look. This is just like Borderlands for me. All right. Like, I saw that trailer for Borderlands. Like, all right, it looks like Borderlands. <laughs> but then the second it was available for pre-order, I bought the most expensive copy I could. So look, I'm a hypocrite. I know it doesn't make me a good person, but I'm just saying, like, like a trailer's supposed to get you hype. And I maybe it's me, but I'm just not hyped yet. I'm not hyped yet. Well, I'm not a Star Wars fan or anything like that. And I'm also not a fan of trailers that have nothing but cutscenes in them. So this is like just out of spite, even if the game looks good, I might not even buy it. Cause I don't like this shit. I so, just don't, you know. Like this is what 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 what's so special about this? It's Star Wars. It could be like a it could be like a CGI television show. Terrence, there's there's wall running. There's Walrus, yeah, just like in Titanfall. I just saw that, and I said, holy shit, please don't let this be Titanfall with a Star Wars skin on it. It's probably going to be. Yo, That's I'm going to be upset, man. <laughs> what is it supposed to be? Is it a first person? No, I don't. I yeah. can't imagine. I can't imagine that it is, especially because if you're going to be a Jedi, you're going to have a lightsaber or two. So I'd imagine it's probably going to be a third person. I mean, that would be a good angle if you first person game where you had good lightsaber account i don't fucking know whatever i don't care um yeah i don't give a fuck like i don't i thought people were wilding out because there was like gameplay footage of this badass fucking star wars game and then i literally just watched it five minutes before we started recording and i'm like this is it no you, they, they were excited because they have basically seen uh a spiritual <laughs> sequel to force unleashed so what i liked force unleashed one guess what one those games strange. aren't good the first one was fine nope it's not it is. I have detailed my issues with that game on this podcast in the past. <laughs> it's not a good game. It is, is the there, first one. Is there any good 
single-player story-driven Star Wars game? Sure, Kotor. Force Unleashed is fine. Force Kotor is, is is Kotor. All right, I'll give you that. Can you get? Can you name five? No. Can you name three? Nope. <laughs> can you name one? <laughs> 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 well, you said there's two KOTOR games. Uh, and that's, you know, the second one, I mean, you're being real generous if you say that's a good game. To be fair, I've never played the second one, so I can't I can't speak on it. I'm assuming I mean, it's good because people have an affinity for that for that series. They do, but they, you know, when, when KOTOR comes up, nobody says, yo, KOTOR 2, remember that? That was my joint. Yo, no, they don't say that shit. They say the uh Koto one that's the one everybody remembers actually and no fine I, I will name a second good star wars single player story driven game shadows of the empire nope it's fine nope with dash <laughs> rendar no yeah. no no even for its time you don't you don't think that that game was just fine that game was adequate for its time and once again it was because we were starved of of Star Wars stuff. Like I remember that game. Like you played as as Dash Rendar and Luke and Leia had got kid had, had, were kidnapped and you Dash Rendar had to go save them. And Dash Rendar looked like Han Solo with a beard. I mean, he was Han Solo because that game literally took place while or the story of that game takes place while Han Solo is frozen in carbonite so they needed a, a uh, analog. Right. And played <laughs> for him. I mean, you know, and look how far back you had to go. Yeah, 20 years ago. <laughs> Over 20 years ago. Christ so, sake. so you know, the uh, the prospect of something, you know, being uh, being good is, you know, it's got everybody jazzed. And look, I'm not here to I'm not here to to rent on your parade or cry in the background. I'm I'm just here to <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying I'm not hype yet. Keep keep your expectations in check because That's again, it, it's do, do not even when you do see gameplay, do not allow yourself to buy into the hype until the game comes out because again, when you see the gameplay of this game, it is going to be a very trimmed, very purposeful vertical slice of gameplay that is going to make that fucking game look as cool as it possibly can. And it's not hard to make a game look cool when you're spinning a lightsaber around fucking dudes up. Right. But if that's all you're doing over and over and over again for the entire game over 15 hours, it's not going to be very fun. They made a Star Wars Connect game look good with clever editing and pinpoint choreography. So they can make anything look good. This might be one that you might want to want to wait for wait for reviews on. Just you know, yes, Micah, that is something that you probably want to do <laughs> instead of running off and pre order. <laughs> I mean, I look, look, look. The second, the second I see some gameplay, I'll be all in. Look, at least you can get a refund now. Yeah, on PSN. So, like, like if the game's not shaping up well, at least you can be like, "Well, let me get my money back before <laughs> this shit starts download on before a downloads." Right. <laughs> so, so that 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 got announced. Uh, people are people are hype, and I like you guys. I just I can't figure out why yet. It's not time for that yet. So it's, it's very bizarre to me. 
And there's no guarantee that it's not going to have some kind of like DLC or whatever. It, it will. Because it's EA. I don't trust them. Yeah, I don't trust them, yo. I don't mm. trust them for... It may not have microtransactions. There will be some type of paid something that you'll have to pay for extra shit. There will just there will well, be. Plus, and, and here's something to consider as well. <clears throat> I don't know how long Respawn's been working on this game. It's going to be released... This year. In a crunch. Like, like they have to get it out in tune with the movie. So there's a very strong oh. chance, especially given EA's track record of late, that uh that this might be a bit of a rush job at the end here. Remember remember when Star Wars Battlefront launched without content that was supposed to be in the main game, but they had to rush it out to make it in time for the movie. So just keep keep your expectations tempered. That's all we're saying. Yep. So finally our long long national nightmare is over. You can now change your name on PlayStation Network with the couple caveats attached. We've talked about this story before. Uh, there are a few games that there are some known issues. Uh, if you do change your name, that you might have problems in these games. Now, fortunately, the full list of games uh, where this is a problem, it's only about 40 games long. And a lot of them are old sports titles that are unlikely to affect uh, most people. So there's there's two there's two uh, tiers of this. There's games with issues identified, and these are fairly mild issues. Probably they don't really detail what those issues are. Kind of wish that they had done that. Uh, but these games have probably very mild issues. Uh, some of the things they said is maybe your previous online ID will be visible in these games. Uh, it might unlink your account, but you just have to link it again, and you're fine. Things like that. It might restore default settings. Stuff like that, like minor problems that are easily, easily fixed. Um, the other list are games with critical issues, according to them. Uh, this is only 10 games long, so I will name all of them. Uh, Disc Jam, Just Dance 2017, uh, Little Big Planet 3, MLB 14, 15, and 16, Onrush, Golf Club 2, and Worms. So these these games are apparently the known games with critical issues where you might even lose uh, paid downloadable content or trophies or things of that nature. So if you own any of these games and still play them on a regular <laughs> basis, uh, you may not want to change your name yet. Um, but it's cool that they're being really upfront with, with this part of it. Uh, apparently it's super easy. Again, uh, we've talked about this before. The first name change is free. Uh, after that, subsequent name changes will be $9.99. Uh, you can revert back to any of your previous names at any time. So if for some reason things aren't going well, it's easy to fix. And apparently reverting back will should also fix any issues that might arise uh, with any games as well. Um, apparently you can have your old ID displayed next to your current ID for 30 days so that people that might not realize who you are uh, will know that you switched. Uh, it's, it's cool that it's finally fucking here. I don't know why it took so long. Um, but yeah, now if your PSN name sucks, or if you just want something different, it's there for you. I try to get my old name back. It said it was in use. Well, so that's so the problem is, is that know. apparently any name that you use um, will always be linked to you. So like you can never get your old ones back. And like Micah or, or <laughs> Xbox is the one where you have a problem, right, Micah, with yours? Yeah, and that's just because yeah, somebody somebody right. else has it. Yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Um, like like for me, Turpitude seventy one will always be a name that is linked to my account, whether I use that name uh, or not. So, but I don't want to use my old name. Well, you can't unless you have your old login. 
Yeah, that's the problem. I don't remember what the fuck it was. <laughs> well, that's going to be, that is going to be a but problem. But the thing is, I don't know. Oh, whatever. It's, it's, that was the whole reason why, because I thought, because Xbox did a dump, right? <clears throat> a couple of years back, they just like, they did a dump for, for names that were no longer being used just at all. They were just like, okay, these move, these, these game, these names are going to be dumped back into the pool of of names you can use. And that's how I was able to get my old name back on Xbox. So this is not the same thing. They're just saying. Well, so apparently, I, I can't remember if we've talked about it on this show or if I heard this on another podcast. So the reason why it doesn't work the same way that Microsoft works is because when Mike, when you set up an account with Microsoft, your your user ID for all intents and purposes doesn't matter because when you are with <laughs> Microsoft, your your name in their eyes, like on their servers, is like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So no matter what, just you know, front facing display name you use. In Microsoft servers, you're always going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Your display name is like superficial. But PlayStation does it where that you're like the display name you use, your screen name is how they know you. So it's not mm. really just to switch it around and, and free it up for somebody else um, because that's actually linked. That That's like your personal identifier to PlayStation. So I, mm. apparently it's not possible from like a system level to do it that way. Mm, that's whack. Yeah. So unfortunately, like I said, unless you remember your login, your old name is lost to the ether forever. That's which bullshit. Is a, which is a bummer. So um, I've not done this yet. A couple of friends of mine have. They they said they have no issues. And and to Sony's credit, they do like warn the shit out of you as you're going through the process <laughs> and, and like give you links to the list of games. So basically, if your game gets fucked up, you can't come fu- come back and bitch to them because they took every precaution that they possibly could to let you know what was going on. So, but that's here now. Um, I'll probably change mine soon because I've been wanting to change it anyway. I want the same name on every fucking account, so we might be doing that sometime soon here. Uh, speaking of Sony, according to a report from Jason Schreier, who we will hear from later in the show as well, uh, it is Sony who nixed Bungie's plans uh, to announce cross-progression saves uh for destiny 2 uh he he said on a podcast and i'll quote him because he was speaking off the cuff uh, i heard that bungie wanted to do character transfer for ps4 and pc before destiny 2 forsaken came out but sony wouldn't allow it sony's just like we want people to associate destiny with ps4 even if that means screwing over other players end quote um is destiny associated with ps4 they have an exclusivity agreement for some in-game company. yeah I, I know that but is it associated with the PlayStation? I don't think so. I mean, I think most people, if you ask them, if you if you played like word association, would probably associate the two. Mm-hmm. Just with the marketing and stuff like that. I don't know. I, don't, I, 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 I literally don't remember uh, Destiny marketing. I, I do I remember the exclusivity. Destiny. I remember yeah. the commercials, but like, I don't remember it saying exclusively on PlayStation 4. It's just Destiny. As whatever system you have, whether it be Xbox or PS4, that's the one you're going to associate it with. But the, sign- think- the in the marketing, the signature at the end of the commercial is the blue PlayStation, like, bloom. like that's what happened no. at the end of the marketing. But nobody, <laughs> nobody pays attention to that. Like, I think, yeah, like you said, I think Destiny is just kind of associated with Destiny, right? Um, 
I mean, there's so nothing, there's nothing crazy <laughs> in this news. Like it's, it's the same story we've been hearing all the time that Sony is the one putting up barriers to this, you know, to all this cross-platform stuff. And I get well, it. What do you think the real reason is? Not because they want people to associate destiny with, you know, PlayStation. Well, no, they want people to continue playing destiny on PlayStation. There was a ton of people when, when destiny two came out on PC that switched to PC because the PC version, if you have a computer that can run it optimally, is the best version of the game. I mean, you can run it at 60 frames, at more than 60 frames per second. You can run it at 140 fucking frames per second if your rig can handle it. Um, you can output in 4K HDR. Uh, and most most of the like Destiny pros, most of the streamers, all moved to PC because that was the more optimal way to play. Would have been super cool if you didn't have to start from scratch when you did that and you didn't have to start from square one uh, with all your characters, if Sony let you move your platform over, but again, they want to make sure that as many people as possible continue to play on PlayStation. Do, um, like, do you think Bungie will be big enough that they can do like a, like a, like a, like the thing that valve does where it's just like battle net where it's just like bungee net, right? And and you can upload your saves to bungee net or or something like that. I I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. And and here's why. So people are like, "Oh, now that Bungie's free of Activision, they'll be they'll be able to not worry about these exclusive agreements." And I'm sure they might like to do that. Here's the problem. Yeah, they can't afford it. <laughs> marketing costs a lot of fucking money. <laughs> right. And it's a lot easier to pay for marketing when you have a partnership with somebody <laughs> that can cover the bill uh, and wants something in return. I don't think this is, I don't think you're going to see the end of platform exclusive content for destiny. Yeah. So now than before, do you, if, if the shoe on the other foot, do you think Microsoft now with their buddy, buddy relationship with Nintendo, they've shown that they can, you know, reach across the aisle for lack of a better term. Do you think Microsoft would have done something like this? Sure. Because like I said, if you're playing on PC, you're still playing on Windows, right? Oh, well, hey, there you go. Yeah, I saw people getting uh, a little upset at this. Um, And I don't really know what for. I mean, and, 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 and to that point, like what's done is done. Like at this point, if you're if you wanted to move to PC, you've done it. You've built up your character. It's kind of a moot point now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't have to, but. Well, no. Uh, yeah, you should have to. Uh, look, it, it, I, my frustration is from people who, because you know, I'm trying not to sound like a Sony fanboy, but much of my frustration when I hear people complain about stuff like this is that, you know, the company doesn't care about the gamers or. Um, or, they they don't. It's business. Yeah, they care about your money. You yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's a business decision. I, I I understand the frustration, but I also get it. You know, like it's not like nobody nobody can like every argument about like nerd shit, video game shit. You know, it's it always boils down. Like people think that that just because you buy something or consume something, like you you're owed something like they have to cater to you. Like, nah, man, like people don't know how transactions work. <laughs> like, like basic transactions. 
Like if you go to McDonald's and say, I want a quarter pounder with cheese and you give them money and they give you a quarter pounder with cheese, then, then you turn around and be like, wow, it would have been really nice if you'd have gave me a drink with it also. Well, bitch, you didn't pay for the drink. Like, we don't owe you a drink just because you're nice. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't get it, man. God, I hate being old, man. Because <laughs> I think that's what it is. Like, if I think I was younger and stupider, like, I think that it would make sense in my head, but it, it just doesn't. And like you said, so like, like if Microsoft cared about gamers, they would build rechargeable batteries into their controllers instead of making you pay, pay for $25 for one. Right. When you yes, buy your controller. Right. It's, 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 again, it's about making money. None of these companies. <laughs> if they care cared about, about the, if they yeah. cared about the gamers, the, these consoles wouldn't be uh, uh, a car note. Yeah, they probably they probably would just because the tech that's in them is, is no no yeah. if you really cared if you were that altruistic <laughs> just give it to me now you're throwing out really <laughs> fancy words Micah. <laughs> this reminds me of the old um epic store argument with people whining because they have to download another fucking uh launcher yeah like with um borderlands 3 is going to be an epic exclusive for uh, for right? a time yes yeah, for like the first year or some shit. I don't know. So it's 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 a long time. <laughs> and people are, yeah, well, I don't get it. I want my libraries all in one location. Mm, I'll buy a console then, Master Race. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, I, I think it's Justin that 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 uh that made this comment in their fan group. And if it's not Justin, I apologize to whoever I'm forgetting, but apparently you can like like run some sort of program that lets you play your epic games in steam. Like it's there's, there's workarounds around it. If you, if you really care that much about mm-hmm. these things. So, or, or like for chatting and stuff like you can use discord, like there's ways around all this stuff. I get it. Yeah. Everyone um, uses discord on PC from what I know. I don't even know what the fuck discord is. <laughs> I just know that's the, that's the chat uh, program of choice for all of them. So, but again, like I said, these, these companies don't care about you in in a in a moral sense. They 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 want your money, and they will do things to make you spend money on with their platform. And if that means that they keep your Destiny account data locked to a specific platform, and you have to start from scratch if you want to play on a different platform, that's just the way it is. I don't see anyone like, oh my god, why won't they allow cross progression to Xbox? This is bullshit. Like, no, it's because it's PC and they wanted to play the new version, but they didn't want to have to grind out another, you know, 50 hours to get their character back to where he was. And I get it, but it's not something that you should expect. Right. So, and that could be like any game. Right. Like, I've bought multiple copies of games on different systems. I don't complain. I I, I don't know, y'all. I don't know. (laughs) So, speaking of PC, speaking of another fucking shallow shitty game publisher who's not going to let you fucking transfer your progression from one platform to the pc nintendo is releasing octopath traveler on pc or actually not nintendo really square enix is porting octopath traveler to pc uh in june of this year june 7th is when the game comes out Mm. so cool if you don't own a switch uh but you like this style jrpg highly recommend octopath traveler it was great um Except for the last boss, according to Carrie, was awful. <laughs> but uh, but aside from that, it's a great game. And like I said, if you don't want to switch and you want to play it, check it out on PC. 
even though your progression won't transfer if you do on a switch. So sorry. <laughs> so before we get into the uh, the topics this week, uh, don't forget to go to youtube.com slash dense pixels. Click the subscribe button, ring the bell icon. You get this podcast in video format on there every single week, along with any let's plays that I stream and any other video content that we post. Don't forget to go to densepixels.com slash premium and sign up for the TNP Studios Premium Network today. Just $5 a month or $50 for the entire year gets you access to our premium slate of shows, uh, including a recent episode of The Men with the Golden Tongues, where we did the Tournament of Villains, and we will be reviewing Mission Impossible 2 next month. So look out for that. It's going to be a fucking wild ride when we do that one. <laughs> uh, I know Jay will be on that podcast as well. It's always a good time when we bring on Jay to Men with the Golden Tongues because it usually means the movie's either a fucking shiny example of cinema or a heaping pile of trash, and I will let you to guess which one this is for Mission Impossible 2. Spoiler then, alert, it's a shining pile of trash. It is a shining pile of trash. You're right. <laughs> And then make sure that you download Dense Pixels and all the other TNP Studio shows, including the Nerdpocalypse and Black on Black Cinema and Coming Distractions on whatever podcatcher app that you use. A lot of Coming Distractions uh, podcasts releasing this week for a bevy of different movies that have uh, recently released. So look out for that. And apparently you guys had a banging episode of uh, Black on Black Cinema that released as well. I've not gotten a chance to listen to it yet. So It's hilarious. <laughs> So, Micah, uh, I, dis- I, I I didn't ask you, but I made an assumption uh, that you'd like to talk about the Jason Schreier Dragon Age 4 article. Uh, that was a follow-up to his article about the working editions at Bioware last week. Yeah, yeah. This dude is um like a modern like video game deep throat. And he is uh <laughs> he's coming in and he's spilling the tea, as as the young people say. <laughs> um <laughs> This is this this was this was hard to read um because you know at the one on the one time on the one hand it's like hey maybe we should like take a step back and really think about how to approach Dragon Age 4 and at the same time like it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like Dragon Age 4 like the game was essentially supposed to come out a while ago, like what 2017, I think the article said. Well, that's when the original version of the game got scrapped, apparently. Yeah, yeah, and because and then they had to hop off it to work on Mass Effect Andromeda, and they did whatever they could with that, and then everybody had to hop onto Anthem and. Like some of the stuff in here that he's reporting is just disheartening, man. Like, like how EA is is focused on, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, games as live services, even for something like Dragon Age, and it doesn't like things like that don't make sense. And he said that one person described what the new Dragon Age would be as Anthem with dragons. <laughs> like uh it, it just gets me mad man <laughs> um so i i guess we're at a point now where nobody really knows what's going on with dragon age and look 
take as much time as you need. Like Bioware needs to really get back on track. And it seems like it's mismanagement from in both teams. Like I know everybody wants to blame EA, but like it just feels like like EA is the EA is the person that's saying, look, we want microtransactions and and live service games and and figure it out, right? But like the the day-to-day stuff, the media, you know, the the things that make the game actually a good game, that's on Bioware, man. And and their mismanagement. <laughs> you know, I remember when um Mike Laidlaw rolled out. It was like, yeah, I'm done. And I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. But never did I think that it was be, it would be because of the the working conditions, essentially. Well, and also it's a little worrying that he cut and run basically like right after they rebooted the game and like they canceled what the game was. And then they're like, all right, we're going to do this new vision. He's like, <laughs> peace. Like, this is right. not what I want to be doing. Right. Like, I don't want any part of this. That's what he's that's that's what that says to me. Right. And um I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I'm 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 very worried. Would you do you optimally want Dragon Age to stay like an offline non-live service game series, or do you welcome the integration of, of like a live service style game for that for Dragon Age? If it makes sense, it's fine. If it makes sense, if if you're doing it to, if you're fundamentally changing what Dragon Age Inquisition was in order to fit, in order to fit this into some sort of live service motif, like if live service is the thing that's driving the development, I don't want that. And it lo- and, and it looks like that's what's going to happen. And it's just weird. Like Dragon Age Inquisition. Look, I love that game. And then to read that that game was was uh uh completed on a wing and a prayer <laughs> <laughs> with 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 random multiplayer thrown in that nobody played. Yeah, it was a waste of fucking money. Right. I didn't even remember that game had multiplayer. Yeah. Like what did you do? What did you do? It was, it was essentially remember. it was essentially the um Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Was it? Yeah, it was that, like you would go, you would go through like dungeons, and then you would go through dungeons with like three three man teams yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it was, but like, it was, but it was with the Dragon Age gameplay. It was well, like online gauntlet. Was that yeah. in the game at launch? Yeah, <laughs> that was in the game. I don't launch. remember that at all. Like, if you told me that like Dragon <laughs> Age Inquisition had multiplayer, I'd be like, "You're lying." That didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no one remembers that because it was pointless. Because nobody played it. Nobody played it. Like you didn't even bring your, you probably didn't even like, even if you had to like check your settings before you began, you just immediately went from new game and you just kept going all the way down to settings. You didn't see the multiplayer <laughs> option there. No, it, I didn't. I, I, I'm willing to believe that I had a version of Dragon Age Inquisition that did not have it in there. <laughs> Perhaps that only came with the deluxe edition of the game. But it was there, man. It was there. And I tried it once. And I was like, let me see what a multiplayer Dragon Age is like. And it stunk. Like, it was just terrible. So I... That's when they were putting <clears throat> multiplayer in everything. They put multiplayer in, in um, Tomb Raider 2 for some reason. 
That's yeah, like yeah, what was they the out for fucking chat for Shadow the Tomb Raider because they're like nobody played that shit. Yeah, no, it was nobody wanted. It. And they had like microtransactions in that shit. Yeah, like, don't do that. They had microtransactions in the in the, um, Dragon Age Dragon Age uh, multiplayer as well. Yep, they did like little packs and shit. Yeah, yep. Random, well, I mean, random yeah, random it like it feels like Mass Effects. Then yeah, yeah. it probably yeah. like little boosts that were temporary that only lasted for a match at a time. Yep. yep. So, so I, I just um. This is this was really sad to read, man. Like, I mean, they seem at, at least the people that he talked to seem optimistic about what the game could be, especially in the wake of you know the the big story last week about working editions and the you know supposed wanting to get better uh, at that that upper management wants them to have. Um, I'm with you now that I, I would be scared. Um, you know, I'll, I'll adopt Terrence's three strike policy. <laughs> Andromeda was strike one, and that, you, strike that yeah, it sets you back. Anthem is what eliminates the the benefit of the doubt, basically, that they got before, and now they kind of need to prove themselves uh, with this next big release, and and in the fixing of Anthem as well. Like people aren't going to let that just fucking run off with. I haven't heard much about Anthem in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to until they have something to report. You know, I mean, apparently they have a live stream scheduled this week, um, so I'm sure they'll talk about some stuff there, but. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're gonna hear a lot from them until they have major, you know, upgrades or major improvements that they can talk about um in, in mass, you know what I mean? So um yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, Mike. I understand where you're at. Uh and it's always worrying to say, hey, we had this great idea and we were working on it and it was great, and then all of a sudden that gets blown up and completely thrown in the trash. <laughs> and and they're starting anew under this yeah, new EA. And this and this was pre- uh, Battlefront Two, where the 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 design for this game started. So, like they talked about, like like branching paths that, like you wouldn't see traditional game over screens, but like if you were to go down this path, like a choose your own adventure, essentially. They talked about the game having like heists and like, what is a live service Dragon Age gonna be? I don't want Anthem with dragons. <laughs> I really don't, though. Yeah, it's not gonna. Yeah, it's, I mean, but, fl- but I mean, but flying in Dragon Age will be really cool, right? GTA like, Online. They do that, so. Like when you talk about heist and shit like that, I, that's the first thing that jumps to my mind. GTA Online. Like if they want to keep that type of stuff in there, like what other <laughs> options do you have? GTA Online Medieval Edition. <laughs> like, um, I guess they might take a Bethesda approach with the uh, Fallout seventy six, only better. No, but I don't know. All I saw was like live service Dragon Age, and I just laughed my ass off because I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is is are they doing? Is Bioware doing? Like at this point, I don't blame EA at this point. Like, okay, EA wants you to put some kind of, of microtransactions into your games, whatever. That's fine. Respawn did it. I know it's a free-to-play game, but Respawn did it with um, <clears throat> Apex Legends. But that game is really fun. Uh, and they're not, con- they're not story either. So yeah, I mean, a full uh, uh, like it's gonna have to have a story because it's Bungie. It's gonna have to have a better story than Anthem. It's going to be a live-service game, and it's going to take place in like that motif. How is this going to work? And, and and that's the thing. When like, is it coming like, out? Like they better wait 
Yo, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring this shit up to like next console generation. I'm I mean, that, that's that's a very realistic possibility. And then yeah, like, don't like, even do it. Don't. I don't want to see it in like two years. Because because Anthem is such a deviation from what Bioware used to be, they could get away um, with not having that Bioware style gameplay. Dragon Age can't do that. Like Dragon Age has to still yeah, be Dragon Age. Like Dragon Age has a pedigree. I mean, and that's the thing, right? Like they try. Like Dragon Age Two was not good, and <laughs> it, it just, it just, it just wasn't. Like you could tell that game. You could tell that this article says that the game was made was done in fourteen months. You can tell because uh, it it played in just it, uh, entirely different from. Dragon Age Origins, uh, it used a lot of recycled assets and, and, um, it just, it was, it was, they overhauled that game and it didn't work, but they iterated on it with Dragon Age Inquisition, somehow got a functioning game out of it that every using their magic or whatever. And, and now that is the standard for which Dragon Age has to live up to now. And I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Like Dragon Age is a franchise that it shouldn't, you shouldn't, people should be <laughs> describing their game in relation to you, not the other way around. You know what I mean? Like, you know how people describe like Under Siege as die hard on a boat? Like, yeah. Like people should be saying, you know, this is this is uh, Dragon Age, but in space, not this is space, but with dragons in it. Like, I, I just don't <laughs> like Anthem with dragons. Shut up, yo. Like as much as I like Destiny, I don't want Destiny with dragons. Like, I just I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Get it together. So, yeah, Byron was fucking up. Big time. Yep. Well, you said the the rot was beneath the surface. We just couldn't see it for a while. Mm. Thanks, Jason damn. Schreier, <laughs> for for yeah. peeling for peeling all that back. Thanks, Captain Buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> so, the the story that I wanted to talk about this week is a really weird one. Um, so Activision Blizzard is paying their employees to share health data with them, including data about their pregnancy. Now, there's a, a a good reason for this happening, honestly. You know, Activision Blizzard is doing this because it is the more data they can gather, it's helping them save money on like their annual medical costs. Like apparently according since they started doing this, uh they saved about $1200 per employee in health insurance costs because getting collecting data like this allows you to better tailor your insurance offerings around services that your employees actually need and not paying for services that they're not using. Um, and it, it is an optional program. Uh, it's something you have to opt into. It's not saying it's automatically done and they're paying you for it. Like they're apparently paying people a dollar a day to share this data. And obviously, you know, $365 over a year for free for doing nothing but sharing statistics seems like a pretty good idea. I just don't know if I want my employer to have this information. If it's me, like it's one, it's one thing if you are sharing the information with like an outsourced company that can then report to your employer on the trends 
that they're seeing and the information that they're seeing. I don't really want the company that I work for and not just Activision, any company that I work for to have very specific health data about like my eating habits, my sleeping habits, my diet, you know, whether I have cancer, whether I'm pregnant, that sort of stuff. I don't need the actual employer to know those specifics about me. It's just a little weird to me. It's a little, it's a little off-putting to me. Hmm. Yeah. It feels like, you know, one step closer to, you know, our corporate overlords taking over this country and, and, you know, it just, I don't know. It, I get like weird science fiction movie vibes from it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Activision is making a play at trying to be the third big company that will rule the United States. Get, get, uh, get those Orwellian, uh, Orwellian feelings in the back. Yeah, of the man. Yeah, man. It just seems kind of, it just seems kind of odd. This is strange. Like, don't worry about my, cause okay. They're giving them a dollar a day for using this information. But after that, what are they tailoring their healthcare? to that or can they be like no nah, you unhealthy as shit we gotta let you go i don't th- I, I think that would be illegal like there's no way I mean, they can do that i just don't i mean can't companies can fire you at like depending on the company they can just get rid of you right they can but most places usually have to have a reason or mm-hmm. otherwise you can collect unemployment or you can sue them if they fire you without cause so i i, I don't i don't think i i truly I I, truly I don't think they're don't think trying to get rid of people, but like I don't yeah. need them to. No, nah, fuck off, leave me alone. Yeah, I, I truly don't think there's anything <laughs> I don't nefarious. Don't worry about why. I, I I think that I think for Activision, it literally is just a cost cutting thing. I just like I said, I just don't know the comfort level of of sharing that sensitive of information uh, with the company that employs me, at least in a direct fashion. Again, if it's if it's more of an indirect thing, where you know, what are you anonymous? I, I don't even I don't even want to say anonymous. Like it's one thing if I'm sharing. So, like, let's say I share the information with the health service company. Like, like my employer has a like a health wellness company that they that they work for that you can opt into that can help you live a better, more healthy life and stuff like I that. Don't trust them niggas either. Well, yeah, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> be perfectly there, but I'm but I'm saying like so if they're if they want to share general information about all of their employees. In in terms of like trends and data and stuff like that, that might be one thing. I just don't know if Activision needs to be like Brad is doing this today, and here's his diet and, and all that kind of stuff. That's it's a, like like Micah said, it's a little too uh, Orwellian for my liking. And again, I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like this is all bad. Um, apparently, this program has even helped twenty women that work for Activision that they thought that were previously diagnosed as infertile help them conceive children. That's that's good. Like that, that's, that's a great thing for people that want to be, that want to be mothers. Um, and again, it's, it's just a cost cutting measure. I don't, I don't think that they're trying to fucking <laughs> like gather all these secret personnel files on their people. That's another part of it though, too. Like I'd imagine this information is somewhere inside Activision. Do you trust them to protect that data? I don't know. Like I said, this day and age, it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to, to have that complete trust. I mean, like, do you want Bobby Kotick to know if you're <laughs> fertile? <laughs> like, ew, yo. Ew. Ew. He's disgusting. And the devil. 
So yeah. I thought I thought like I said I thought this was an interesting story, um, and I wanted to talk about it a little bit. It's very bizarre though, very bizarre story. Uh, don't worry about what I eat, nigga. Leave me alone. <laughs> I pay my goddamn health care, <clears throat> health insurance, overpriced. Right. They need to. They Leave need to know. Alone. They need to know if they need to cover sickle cell anemia. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how they know how many black people they have. <laughs> 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 so before we move into the post office um real quick terrence i just wanted to i just wanted to throw it to you real fast and this doesn't have to be long but you you finally got yourself a proper gaming headset and you were talking to us about the the joys of of and how it's changed your gaming and i, I wouldn't mind if you'd expand on that because we never really talked about that on the podcast before with any of us oh yeah i've never had a proper gaming headset before like i've always <clears throat> bought a headset just to chat for chat uh, functionality so i've been playing since i play so much apex legends this is like the first time i've really gotten into a first person shooter in a very long time uh sound is very important <laughs> in those games so people people can't like creep up on you so i'm like fuck it i need to i want to see if i can get a headset because while i have a, a surround system i live in an apartment and you can't really turn that shit up at 12 at night it just don't work <laughs> you don't want to get kicked out of your apartment because of uh your neighbors complaining to you so i went ahead and bought one yesterday um i bought the a20s the astro a20 it's a wireless headset <clears throat> it's not 5.1 or anything like that but they simulate like it's it's got it's got the virtual surround sound. yeah it's got like the virtual simulated surround sound in there which is really good um and since they're headphones that are not connected to the to the PlayStation controller, like you can control the volume on them, uh, so you can actually turn them up way more than you would be able to <clears throat> on some headsets that you plug directly into the controller, which sucks. Um, yeah, they're awesome. Like my gameplay instantly improved <laughs> just because the ability to hear and know when you have people in the vicinity of you, um, you can prepare for a gunfight instead of getting. Um, ambush all the time because it's a pain in the ass. And then I listened, I, then I use it for other games as well. Um, you can hear what the sound designers want you to hear with a good set of head with a, with a good set of headphones because it's like I was playing um, Devil May Cry last night and I could actually hear the music through the fighting, which I couldn't do. Well, first of all, my PlayStation sounds like a jet engine when um, I'm playing <laughs> Devil May Cry 5. Like, can you trade one in to get like a, an updated version of the PS4 Pro? There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's you, just, I, I, I'm in the same boat. The older as you are PS4 Pros are fucking just incredibly loud. And they, it's like, they really, they really, I, like, I, I even moved my old one from sitting in the cabinet, like on the shelf to on top of the cabinet, and it doesn't fucking matter. It still is like louder than you could possibly right, imagine. Right. But I, my, I my newer one is quiet as a mouse. All right. That's what I'm saying. Like the newer one, the newer versions, they, in they, I think I looked online to see because I thought, what the fuck is wrong with this thing? Then there's an issue with the heat paste or whatever they use in the, in the older models that it don't fucking work. <laughs> so it would send your fan into overdrive. But the newer models that came out with, uh, I believe, um, Red Dead 2. Yeah, this past fall is when they started. Yeah, yeah, those are better. There's a lot of like, yo, the system's perfectly fine. Like, can I trade it in for another one? It's the same thing, but I'm getting really fucking tired of having, like, to turn my goddamn phone, my um, TV up to hear the shit because my fucking system is so goddamn loud. 
Yeah, it's pretty, um, pretty much to a point if I'm playing on my downstairs PS4 that I have to I have to wear headphones because yeah, I, I had like that sound. I stopped. I I literally stopped playing Devil May Cry Five because it's so loud. I'm like I can't I can't do this. But now I can because I have the headphones. So that's another that's that's a PlayStation Four problem. But like that's another thing that I improved on. I can actually hear my fucking game now, which is great. <laughs> Stupid ass Sony. But um no like if you've never played with head like gaming headphones. Like it's totally different, man. It's it's awesome. Like I really enjoy them, and they're wireless. Plug the uh, the uh, optical cable into the thing, and I had to update it. And they gave you absolutely terrible instructions on how to do so. Uh, no, no headset gives you good instructions on updating them. Yeah, I had to look. I'm that's like, a com- that's a common problem. So. It it tells you on the box update for optimal performance, but then you've got to go through the giant fucking roadmap of instructions to figure out how to do it. I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I just Googled it because they don't really tell you, they don't make it easy for you. You got to go to the website and download the command center or whatever. And you can actually tweak the settings for your sound. It has three different sound settings on it. So you can tweak it for like music or like the, it's, it's cool. I really like them. Money was spent. They were 120 bucks. They had the A50s. They were two ninety nine. I'm like, yeah, the A50s are no fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like that's insane for some fucking. That's the that's the cost of a goddamn system. I'm not gonna tell you what I spent on my on my Elite Pro twos. What? I, I, I have Turtle Beach Elite Pro twos. I'm not gonna tell you what I spent. Not retail. Yeah. I did, did not see retail. Those? Did I see those when I went there? No, I saw some very expensive headphones. I'm like, yo, this is outrageous. This is outlandish. Their headphones. I use I use them every fucking day. So, money, like you said, money well spent. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if you like Micah, I know you've got a child, but you 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 need to listen to your child. You got to hear for your child crying. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, but like if you've never had like gaming headphones, they're trust me, like they're well worth the money if you get a good pair. I don't have like fancy pairs. I have um I have the the ones the Sony branded ones, um, the Sony branded wireless ones. And they're fine. They're they're fine. Uh, you know, I, I don't get like fidelity that I would expect. But um, you know, I, I can't really. Yeah, and and look, even if I had the headphones on, I think you were able to hear him earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wearing headphones yeah, now, so you know. Yeah, it, you yeah, you know. Like I can still slightly hear my loud ass PlayStation when I'm playing fucking Devil May Cry. <laughs> Uh, you really do need uh, a new PlayStation because your PlayStation is uh, blowing at the same decibel as a crying three month old. <laughs> like it, yeah, <laughs> it does. Like I took it out of. I thought it because it was in a cabinet. I have bought. I have a two terabyte hard drive that I have it connected because I thought it was because it was a hard. No, it's just the fucking system. <laughs> just the way it was designed. Like do you have you have a PS4 Pro, right? I have a but PS4 you have like a newer Pro. version. Um, when did I get it? I got it before Red Dead, and I keep all mm-hmm. of my games on uh, an external hard drive. Yeah, all my games are in my external, but like when you're playing Devil May Cry, it's not super loud. No, because I the, the second I got that thing, I said I'm never putting this in a cabinet. And I don't have I, it in a cabinet. But Mike, do you do you have the power cable with the three prong or the two prong power cable for? Years? I have a two prong um, power. Cable. I, have, I have I have the one with the ground. Okay. So that's, that's the old one. Yeah, it's the old one. Yeah. So. Wait. Yeah, it's the old one. So how the yeah. fuck does 
All right, whatever. <laughs> so, so, but so, ringing endorsement for the Astro A20s from Terrence. Yeah, when, when you buy your Astro A20s, make sure you do it at densepixels.com slash Amazon. You will pay the same low Amazon price that they charge for the Astro A20s, but we get a small percentage of the sale. You help support your favorite video game podcast. Again, that is densepixels.com slash Amazon. Might be the only reason I wanted to talk about the A20 headsets because I could easily <laughs> roll it, roll it into an ad read. <laughs> I, I wouldn't hear about them because I've seen them, but I never I never talked to anyone that had a uh, hands-on experience with them. So I'm yeah, happy to hear that they're very good. How much are they on? I think they retail for 150 know, normally. Right? You might have caught them on a sale. Yeah, I got them on sale. They yeah. were one, 119. <laughs> it's a fair price for those, I think, though. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're, so, they're actually really good. I'm, I'm I'm happy with the purchase. So we turn to you, the listeners, as we go to the Dense Pixels Post Office for the first time in a couple of weeks. Um, we said to ask you to submit your questions. Uh, we also said that we would accept some wrestling questions to follow up from uh, from the WrestleMania podcast last week. We're going to start with Will, who asks, who is each of your guys' all-time favorite wrestler? Um, uh, uh, the Macho Man is number one. Um, and um, with a very, very close... A very close uh, um, number two being uh, Mr. Perfect. I was a big <laughs> Mr. Perfect fan until he um, went to WCW and then started saying rap is crap. And then I acquitted that with racism. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, you're a white guy. You don't like rap music and rap music is done by black people. Ergo, you don't like black people and I'm black. Ergo, <laughs> Mr. Perfect doesn't like me because he's a fucking racist. Fuck you. That's that's how my mentality was, um, and you know, still kind of is. And um, but yeah, no, I've always been a Macho Man guy. I uh, I like the I like the look. I like he had a cool voice. He uh, he had his he had his woman, and he loved his. Will you marry me? Like oh, that's just adorable. And, <laughs> and I bought into all that shit, man. Before you get before you uh, talk about yours, Terrence, Micah, have you or both of you guys have you seen the Viceland uh, uh, episodes they've dropped, like the behind the curtain or whatever they're calling it? I didn't see the Macho Man one yet. I I watched that fucking um, Bruiser Brody one last week. Jesus Christ, (laughs) (laughs) yo, that first of all, that dude was insane when he got in the ring. I mean, I'm not gonna say he caused his own death. But like you can't just be beating niggas' asses in the ring like that, like for real, <laughs> and expect them to be like cool with it. You, know, you find a Mexican dude that stabbed the shit out you, like you know the Mexicans like them knives, you know? Chill out. I was racist, but whatever. Fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> the guy was Puerto Rican. It's super racist. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Puerto Rican Mexican. They similar, right? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I, I want to watch the the Macho Man one um, because yes. he was in my top. Yeah, he was one of my favorites. Um, I don't know who the hell. I have. Do I have a favorite wrestler that like? Whew, that's a tough one. I was a huge Macho Man fan. Um, Plus, part of me always thought that Macho Man was black, <laughs> just because he had like that deep ass tan all yeah, the time. Far from it. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like some Poffo. That yeah. ain't a black name. Right. Um, who the fuck? And he would be on like Arsenio and he had this real good rapport with Arsenio Hall at one time. Yeah. I'm like, yo, come on, yo, let's go. 
it's the Macho Man. Yo, Macho Man, that's my dude, man. A uh, racist. Like, uh, I, know, I know you, man. I know you, man. <laughs> what about when he started rapping? Yeah, yo, come on, man. Like, yo, Macho Man was black, yo. Be a man, Hogan. Like, okay. Be a man, Hogan. Yeah, that was a terrible song. But, so um, can cut promos better than anybody of his era. Uh, what's Hogan got? Yeah. What's Hogan got? Oh, what you're gonna do, brother? And well, you know, Mean Gene. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Like, uh, all right, all right, yo, all right, all right. That motherfucker. They gave that motherfucker some coffee creamer and said, "Here, <laughs> <laughs> do a promo," and he did, and it was the best fucking thing in the world. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, I can't. I, I really can't think of anybody more <sighs> wrestling in the ring. Or just like overall. I mean, you know, overall wrestling, wrestling. Yeah, overall, overall. Yeah, overall. overall I, yeah, I might have to go with Macho Man. Um, I did really, really like The Rock when he was big, man. I, I was mean, a huge Rock yeah, fan. Everybody liked The Rock. You know, yeah. what I, mean? I don't know if he was my favorite, but I really like once he came into his own. Uh, now the the question is: Were you a Rock guy or were you a Stone Cold guy? I was a Stone Cold guy. Yeah, I was, I was a, a Rock guy. Yeah, I was a rock guy because I, no, yeah. I was I was pretentious and 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 fucking full of myself, just like him. I could relate. <laughs> so I had the benefit of reading this earlier in the day. Um, so I had, I've had some time to think about it. And for me, it's probably Chris Jericho. Here's why. So his <laughs> his arc coincided with my viewing of wrestling when I started to really get into wrestling is when he started to really take off because shortly after I started watching is when the temper tantrum Jericho character came into play in WCW. And he was always one of the highlights <laughs> every single week in WCW. He moved to WWF when I started to pay more, way more attention to the WWF. I than will WCW. give him the best introduction of all time. Yeah. The best, the, be, the best wrestler debut. Yeah. Of all time. Yeah. Of, the best wrestler debut of all time in WWE. That was my favorite of all time. Still to this day. I he, love that fucking. <laughs> that he was always he was always an excellent in ring worker. He could always cut a great promo. But the thing that I think is most impressive about him is that over the years, and especially in these last like ten years or so, he has constantly reinvented his character. He's constantly changed things and done completely different things uh, for his character in the ring. And every single time, it's fucking worked swimmingly and he's always gotten over huge with the fans and he's all like like the dude took a fucking clipboard and made it into a <laughs> like one of the hottest gimmicks in fucking wrestling just by saying you just made the list like like that like and, and this is and he's been in wrestling for 25 fucking years and he's able to do this like he, he was able to fucking get a heel persona over by cutting his hair and switching to short trunks and, and walk around with a bad attitude. He's the only person that I've ever seen go from completely, you know, being welcomed back to open arms by the fans to getting nuclear fucking heat just by walking out to the ring and not and saying, saying a fucking word. <laughs> like, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So, like, you, you'd be hard-pressed to find a guy who has done more quality work over a long period of time uh, in the wrestling business than Chris Jericho. Dude, he's 48. God damn. Almost fifty. Yeah, still, and he, and he's still <laughs> doing it. Still doing it. Dad bod and all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he really does have a dad bod, man. Wow. Um. So let's. Uh. So Leo. 
Leopoldo asks top three wrestler entrance themes, and he mentions the fabulous Rujo brothers, uh, all time great all American boys theme. Uh, when they were a heel tag, oh, I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, they, the Rujos, uh, who are French, very French Canadian, if you couldn't tell by the last name, <laughs> ran a gimmick where they uh, professed themselves as all American, all American boys. Very funny. Um, I don't think we each need to do top three themes. I think we can each name one theme. Um, so let's go with that. The, our, our favorite wrestling themes of all time. Um, all time Jericho's. That or DX. Those are my two favorite themes of all time. <laughs> they just are. Um, um, I would probably go with Jericho's uh, Break the Walls there. Uh, Mr. Perfect. I love that song. Like, I'll just walk around listening to that song. Who does that? Me. <laughs> and, you know, Mr. Perfect would cut all those, <sighs> those uh, scripted promos where he would do everything and just like in one take, seemingly. <laughs> like, oh, oh, was that a basketball hoop behind me? And he would just make it. I, I'll never forget the one where he fucking threw the 80-yard pass to himself. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite one of all time. My absolute favorite one of all time. And I can't remember which player for the Vikings he had with him. But he's, but, but those those would always end with him with like a star athlete watching him do this. And then they'd be like, that's amazing. And he'd always remember like, no, that's perfect. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm a fan of big sweeping, you know, sweeping themes that, that, you know, orchestral themes, you know what I mean? Like, because I feel like, I feel like they stand the test of time a little more. Like DX is very much a product of its time. Break it down. Yeah. Right. And then you see these 50 year old men. Like, all right, yo, all right, all right. But if either one of those two, Mr. Perfect or uh, uh, Randy Savage, were alive, like the nature board, you, you could see Ric Flair still coming out to that shit. You know what I mean? Like, those, uh, those themes stand the test of time to me. So for me, um, it, it's not a sweeping theme, but I think it's as timeless. It's it's funny you mentioned DX, and and you're right. DS D, the DX theme is very much a product of the late '90s. <laughs> um, shockingly, I feel like the NWO theme would work just as well today as it did in the, in, in the mid '90s. You know what? You're right, but that sound it's got like a Jimi Hendrix like. It does, or or like or like uh, a, like a you know like a sixties guitarist type of sound to it, yeah, which, which yeah. helps it. And I mean, and and the fact that that theme has been influential, um, you can definitely hear inspiration from that, like in the Undisputed Era theme today, mm-hmm. for example. Like you, like it's clear as day. You can you can hear where they were gaining that inspiration from. And like I said, it was a cool theme. Um, it pops people the second they hear it, especially because you don't hear it that much anymore. Um, so you don't get the opportunity to get popped by it <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Um, the fact that you never like, especially back in the heyday of WCW, when you hear the music, you never quite knew who was coming out. Yeah, because um, it could literally be it could anyone. be anyone, except for there was a couple guys that did have their own slightly remixed version uh that had their own like like macho man's like would start, but then you hear the ooh yeah, like over top, and you're like, oh, okay, Randy Savage is coming out. That's fine. Yeah. Um but just a really great theme, and like I said, I, I think it is timeless, and it's simple, and it's and it's and it's not overcomplicated. Uh, so that's it for me for for my for my top pick. 
Uh, moving away from wrestling, James asks, uh, how do you feel about Activision's tax return this year? He sent a picture of 60 companies avoiding federal income taxes in 2018. Now, much is made about Amazon and, and companies like that able to skirt their federal income tax bill. So Activision had $447 of, sorry, $447 million of income in the United States. Their federal tax bill was negative $228 million for a effective tax rate of negative 51%. Uh, they were tied with a company called ACOM uh, for the lowest effective tax rate amongst uh, U.S. corporations. Yeah, that's not a good look, guys. It's not a good look at all. Uh, it just... But EA is the worst company in America. <laughs> let's let's never forget that EA is the worst company in America. Well, I mean, based on recent reporting, maybe. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but at least they're not skirting their federal income tax wages, eh? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's like how so. are we supposed to feel about that? What kind of question is that? <laughs> oh well, fucking, I fucking pissed. And, and like I said, the, the like, problem, the problem there is not with Activision because, and, and really not with any of these corporations because they're and not not to get too look forwardy on dense pixels, but they're just taking advantage of tax loopholes and benefits that are available to them. The problem is in the tax code, and that's what needs to be fixed. Yeah. So, but no, it's it fucking sucks and it's bullshit, and and, and even more bullshit when again you go back to hey, we laid off eight hundred employees. Despite the best year ever, but fucking get out of here while we're getting two hundred and twenty some odd million dollars back from the federal government. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Um, let's see here. Uh, see here. We might probably only do one or two more. Brian says if he sends a taser that he buys through the Death Pixel Amazon, like, will someone tase me to settle me down next time I'm jumping around defending Anthem? I have calmed down on my Anthem defense. Thank you very much, Brian. <laughs> you, must not, you must not have been listening for the past. Uh, for the past couple weeks um we'll end with trey who asks if sega were to put out a compilation for the saturn and dreamcast what are the top five games that you would want on them now i think we can easily throw away the saturn part of the equation uh, there are no good games i don't know what sega a, saturn i don't know uh, uh, what does a car company have to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> But I think between the three of us, we can come up with five Dreamcast games uh, that would belong on a Dreamcast compilation. By the way, they have done a Dreamcast collection in the past. Um, they did? Yeah, it was pretty lame, though, because it was all Sega shit. Like, like the problem is to, to have a good Dreamcast compilation, you need to be able to put third parties on there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. I'm looking at a list of Dreamcast games. I mean, I feel I feel like Crazy Taxi, if it has the original soundtrack, would be one. Yeah, that's why I started listening to The Offspring because <laughs> of that game. Uh, and their lead singer Andy from Look Forward. <laughs> <laughs> jo- Johnny, you know it must be done. <laughs> Yeah, Crazy Taxi was awesome. Uh, Shenmue was awesome. Jet Set Radio. Um, mm. I, I love that game. Um, but again, I just really like the music from that game. <laughs> um, did you guys ever play Seaman? 
No, God, no. Are you kidding me? I had it. Yeah, I had it. I played yeah. semen. I, I used had to semen. Race, <laughs> I used to race home to play with semen. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think uh, I think Marvel's Capcom two would be remiss if we didn't put that on there. Yeah. Um, that was the best version. Look, y'all shitting on Saturn. Saturn had the best ports of the uh, Street Fighter game, Al- uh, the Alpha series. Are you sure about they that? Had the co- yes, I'm positive. Mm-hmm. Positive. It, okay. it, it absolutely did. Um, <clears throat> Crazy Taxi, uh, Fantasy Star Online. Um, Both Power Stone games. Power Stone 1. And Look. yeah, I guess Power Stone 1 and 2. I don't know. I like. Um, Look, say what you want. Say what you want. Ready to Rumble is probably going to be on there. I mean, the first the first one is fine. The first one is that nice. Nintendo Wii one that fucking <laughs> ruined that series to death. Project Justice, yeah, yeah, I would definitely put on there. I love that game. Shit, I would put that on there as opposed to NBC because you can get NBC anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Project you know I mean? Justice is not is on nothing, right? No, it, no, it yeah. never got ported to anything. So why that game is so good? Um, first Soul Calibur yeah. probably. Yeah, Soul Calibur. Because that came out day and day, right? Yeah. To $9,999? Yep. Okay. Uh, you, know, well. you, know, you know what we're specifically not mentioning? Both Sonic Adventure games. Because fuck them. Yeah, I wasn't a Sonic Adventure guy at all. Yeah, I wasn't in the furries. <laughs> and that's what I was mad. That That game had a human woman making out with Sonic the Hedgehog. That's kind of gross. It's very gross. Um, well, I had a bunch of like Japanese wrestling games up on it as well. I mean, there's, I had, there's a couple of Fire Pros. There's Fire Pro Wrestling. I think I still have that. Which one did I have? Yeah, I have Fire Pro Wrestling D. Um, I had Giant Graham Pro Wrestling. Uh, yeah, there was a bunch. I had damn near every fucking game, <laughs> every game on the damn system. Terrence, do you do you require uh, Virtual Fighter three to make an appearance on this? No, no compilation. No. Okay. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Unreal Tournament, maybe. No, because the controller was absolutely awful for that game. Oh, really? <laughs> Enough. How you play? How do you play a fucking uh, first person shooter with one stick? That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> how do you pull let off at this point? <laughs> like, nah, yo, Mm-mm. didn't work. So there you uh, go. The same way they did it with Goldeneye. Hmm. Not not well. That's what you're, what you're saying. <laughs> no, like like Goldeneye, it's a lot slower than fucking Unreal Tournament. Yeah, it is. I'm just being a... <laughs> so there. There you go. Like, we got. We gave you an Unreal Tournament with one fucking stick. Nah. So there you go. We gave you. We gave you a whole bunch. More, way more than five. We gave, we gave you a solid fifteen game compilation there. Ikaruga was good. <laughs> I'm just running through all of the games I play. Ikaruga was actually amazing. It was a top down shooter. Uh, uh, we'll take all those. A bullet L shooter. Bullet L shooter. Yeah. Great. But I think you can get that on like Xbox. I played well. virtual tennis also. I like virtual yeah. tennis. And the um UFC game was good. Yeah, there were some really good games on the NFL 2K. Fuck it. I, I I will ask you guys a quick follow up question. We don't have to linger on this. Is the Dreamcast the greatest what if system of all time? Uh, yeah, you know, because everyone thinks fondly of it, it, uh, it died a hero and did not live long enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> um, well, yeah, I mean, 
I had a lot. I had uh, yeah, I got a lot of playtime out of that thing. Like I could go through a, I could go through the entirety of that list and tell you what game I played, what games I played and enjoyed. Um, yeah, it was a great system. Well, this was a great podcast that we are now <laughs> done with. Uh, don't forget to join our fan group, densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, follow us on social media, search for Dense Pixels. Uh, whatever app you use to get your podcast, subscribe to us and the other TNP Studio shows. Uh, subscribe to the show on YouTube at youtube.com slash densepixels. And then make sure you head over to Twitch TV. Uh, seek out Apparition 410 to check out Terrence. Seek out Suppets Carry to check out Carry's gameplay. Uh, Terrence has been playing Apex and been streaming it. Uh, you can usually also find his streams in the uh, fan group as well if you need a quick link to his Twitch page also. So that's it for us. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We'll see you all next week. See you. Take it easy.